Percy, we all love good food and good fellowship, don't we? I know I do, but where else should we be getting our sustenance from? You know, yeah, Wayne, uh, I've never seen anyone turn down a good barbecue or a cookout. <laughs> but Jesus himself instructed us that in addition to eating food, we also need his word or instructions to feed upon that will provide us with the eternal hope of his power in our lives when we need it most. And my friend, there are circumstances in our lives that a good steak just won't do. <laughs> Let's talk about the power of the Word of God to feed upon today. All right. We will hear today from a culinary service specialist who adds the hope and faith of God to every meal she serves to cancer patients. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. I'm so glad you've made the choice to join us. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Percy, it's been over 20 years now for you at CTCA, right? Actually, at the time of this recording, it'll be uh, the 25th year of service in the presence of cancer patients in that organization. Congratulations. And uh, thank you. I never thought in a million years, 25 years later, I would be doing what I am. But I'm so grateful that the Lord did not give my job to somebody else when I finally showed up for it. (laughs) And what's amazing is you're such a young man. I mean, how did you squeeze 25 years into that. <laughs> I tell you, it, it, it has been truly an amazing journey, and I am grateful to God. I truly am. I thank him so much for this opportunity. What are we, well, what are we talking about here today, and who are we going to meet? Well, we're going to talk today with uh, another unbelievable uh, stakeholder at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And of course, stakeholders are the people who work in the organization and the environment and, and they really are the magic, if you will, for lack of a better word, uh, of the culture at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And this is someone who works in food services in the culinary department, who brings the meals to cancer patients, uh, but is a person that is steeped in, in faith and, and the gift of prayer, as she calls it. Uh, and she combines uh, her rich, vibrant, you know, culture uh, and, and, and love for food and, and her love for God as she comes to every bedside to support cancer patients. And we're gonna be blown away and blessed uh, by the energy and the spirit that she brings to people every day while she serves them uh, physically, she's also serving them spiritually. I was going to accuse you of hanging out in the kitchen at the hospital there, but <laughs> then I learned that you did the interview via Zoom, so I can't I can't accuse you of that. <laughs> no, sir, but I tell you what, anytime that I've ever been on the premises, uh, I find my way to the cafeteria, they have excellent food, and, and, there's, a, and there's an emphasis of good food that yeah. is served there from a nutritional value, so we're grateful for that for yeah. sure. Well, we'll meet our guest here in a few moments. We have a question we'd like to pose to our listeners, and here it is. How has feeding on the Word of God ever helped you get through a challenge? Mm. How has the Word of God helped you? How has feeding on the Word of God helped you get through a challenge in your life? If you'd like to respond to that question, please go to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Just type in those four words, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on connect and answer a question when uh, when you're prompted to do so, and uh, you can fill in your response there, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Now, 
we read all the responses we get, and I know that you draw a lot of encouragement, but also ideas from the responses we get. Uh, so what are you thinking about uh, as you look at the list of recent responses, Percy? You are correct, my friend. And so a previously asked question that we want to give a response to today is, how has being a part of a community of people affected by cancer benefited you? And this response comes from Lafayette, Louisiana. Talk about good food and good eating. My Mm -hmm. goodness gracious. Cajun. Uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, And the response says this. I've developed friendships and bonds with others who relate to my journey as a cancer patient. And in other words, again, and we've talked about it before, many cancer patients tend to experience a sense of isolation and aloneness. In this particular case, being in an environment with other cancer patients, this particular person says that I've developed friendships and bonds with others who relate to my journey as a cancer patient. And there's something to be said about being with others of like mind and like experience at the end of the day to encourage and and, and fortify each other in that walk. Thank you so much for that response. Yeah, thank you for that. And thank you for responding to this week's question, how has feeding on the Word of God ever help you get through a challenge? Mm. And since our guest joins us from the kitchen today, our free resource <laughs> is Foods of the Bible. This mm. is a fun resource because it can really both educate and encourage you as you, uh, you know, toe the line when it comes to food. We all need to be careful, don't we? <laughs> well, you know, eating is just a major part of the life experience of, 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 a, of, a, of a human being on planet Earth. And eating has a lot of emotional components to it, you know, a lot of celebratory uh, socializing components to it. So it it only makes sense to address and talk about that. And and in this particular case, uh, we thought it would be a value and benefit because we know that there is some uh, relationship to uh, proper nutritional uh, eating habits and, and cancer occurrence and incidents to basically see if we could outline foods of the Bible that also represented good nutritional value from a cancer care perspective. And so this document basically has done that uh, to give you a sense of foods that were representative in the days of Jesus, foods that as of today have a nutritional value that can potentially aid and assist uh, in the help with uh, cancer and, and so on and so forth. So download this, access it, and then utilize it. And again, share freely with others around uh, your sphere of influence with regard to foods of the Bible. It's a fun resource. Download it, no uh, no cost, no obligation at healthhopeandinspiration.com. With locations in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers offering an integrated approach that combines surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, immunotherapy, and advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies to manage side effects and enhance quality of life during treatment and into survivorship. And treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. So visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling this number, 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies like spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, Percy, I'm guessing you thought I forgot to ask you to read our scripture theme today. 
Well, with that being said, I was hoping that we didn't forget. (laughs) So here we are. Our spiritual nugget for today is found in Matthew 4, verses 1 uh, through 4, and it reads as follows. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterwards a hungered. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. But Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread or food alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And this is going to be important today Mm -hmm. because we're going to talk to someone who basically works in the food service department, but also understands the value and the importance along with uh, giving and serving good food is also providing the word of God that will heal and help the soul and the spirit of everyone that she comes in contact with. Well, let's meet our guest right now. Well, as always, I'm excited again to have another guest on the show. And today we have someone with us that is familiar with food and being around food and serving food and preparing food. Uh, Her name is Janet Brown, and she works for Cancer Treatment Centers of America uh, in Phoenix, Arizona, has been with uh, the organization for eight years, and she works in the culinary department. And I know for many who are listening, uh, talking about and thinking about food and food services in a healthcare environment is not the most exciting conversation. Historically, we think about uh, how bad the food is in hospital healthcare settings, but we have someone that's going to help us understand uh, the value of, of food and good food and, and some of her experiences with regard to being able to support uh, cancer patients, even from a, a food perspective and, and her faith. And so welcome to the show today, Janet. How are you? I'm wonderful. Nice talking to you. Well, it's good to have you with us. And um, thank you so much for talking with us. We've had people on the show before to talk about food, food prep, uh, nutritional value of food, uh, service of food. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of those dynamics as it relates to cancer patients and the cancer community. First and foremost, uh, I would imagine that everyone picked up right away, just as I did, that you have a Caribbean accent and that you are from Jamaica, man. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I was born in Jamaica. Yes. All right, but you've been in the in the states practically all of your 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 life, almost. Y- yes, I came here when I was eleven. I know um, mm, that number, (laughs) you know, the golden number. (laughs) You, you, you are seasoned is what you are. That's what we like to say. I'm a seasoned, I'm a seasoned. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. And so with that, you are part of the department that prepares food and then uh, distributes and serves the food to patients uh, while at Mm -hmm. CTCA. And one of the reasons why I was excited about having you on is that uh, I think many people now have a sense of understanding that cancer, uh, treatment of cancer, by and large, also comes with uh, things that people should be mindful of, and in some cases, restricted around from a dietary perspective. And so Mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about the fact, number one, how important um, is is the whole food dynamic, in, in your opinion, There are times when I go to deliver food, a smile come on the patients. Mm. They will, as soon as I say dietary and they know it's their meals coming, they smile. Or it's just like 
they know they're getting food. So basically they're happy about it. I'm not a nurse who's going to give them the needle mm. or medication. Mm. I'm giving them food. So they are there there's a response. They have a happy response when I come in the room. So initially then in some cases people are very excited, very happy. Yes. Food is 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 very enjoyable and pleasant for them in the healthcare setting. Yes. Yes sir. They are so happy when when we come in there to deliver the food. And what's interesting about that is, again, historically, most people, when you talk about hospital food, you you, you, you tend to get a negative response because typically hospital food has been considered to be very bland and tasteless and not creative. What say you about that with regard to what you are able to do from a culinary perspective at Cancer Treatment Centers of America? At Cancer Treatment Center, our food are freshly prepared. There, um, we have um, gourmet chefs, mm. chefs that prepare food daily. So our food is freshly made and um, um, depend on the patient's diet. You know, we prepare food to their, to their diet. Okay. So with that being said, that's the upside. Let's talk about the downside. Again, mm-hmm. uh, in many cases, patients are being restricted on what they can eat. And we now know that there is a correlation, uh, if you will, on some level of impact and influence of of cancer proliferation uh, or not based upon, again, dietary practices, uh, in some cases, types of food that people eat, how they prepare their food. Let's talk about when uh, you're coming to bring a patient let's say, an altered or restricted diet based upon their medical uh, care team, and and there is resistance. Let's talk about what you've seen and experienced in that regard. Okay, for example, we may have a patient who's on a consistent carb, all right? They're only allowed to have 60 grams of carb per meal. Mm. And when they order, they may want ash browns, they want toast, they want all these things that have so many um, carbs. And we're only allowed to give them 60 grams per meal. So there are times when they order and I have to tell them we cannot, you know, I have to take out some of the stuff. They cannot have all that they're requiring that I may have to take out maybe the toast or something, you know, so I can make it be 60 grams for that meal. So a lot of times they were like, oh, I want this and I want that. I want strawberry jelly. Mm. They want, you know, all these things that have sugar and carbs. And sometimes, you know, I do get resistance on that. But eventually they understand and they will go for what we can give them. And when you when you come across patients who because again you're not you're not the person that's mandating their diet but you certainly in many cases are that person that's serving that food to them how do you help in many cases patients to kind of work through uh, that and I, I I call it an emotional letdown and disappointment of not being able to eat certain things because they are on a restricted diet. What are some things that you may do or say to try to help people work through that? Let's talk about your methodology from a bedside perspective. Okay, so what I do, I offer them alternative stuff like maybe I, a protein. Protein. I offer them to have more food that has more protein. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will ask them if they would like eggs, they would like bacon, you know, something that are protein because protein doesn't have any carbs in it. Mm-hmm. They want to have something to drink, 
I offer them iced tea or non non uh, non carb drinks. Mm. You know, so oh. I do have alternative stuff that they can use. So okay, so you're prepared then to to kind of help shift their thinking with. Okay, you can't have this, but this is what you can have, and this is what you can yes. do. Well, yes. that, that's, yeah. that's, you know, I've always learned that when you, if for whatever reason, if you have to take away or tell someone something that they cannot have, it, it would be nice to have something in your back pocket to say, but this is what you can do in replacement of that. So that's that makes sense to me. Uh, one of the things that I'm going to shift gears here that uh, I learned in our kind of pre-discussion uh, before we actually started recording is obviously you're working in a cancer and an oncology environment and that you have never yourself been impacted by cancer. But unfortunately, you've had both of your parents who uh, contracted cancer and and, un- and unfortunately they, they passed away. Let's talk a little bit about what does the cancer conversation mean to you and how important is it that you're able to work in a cancer environment based upon that experience? Okay. At first, when my, my mom, she was one first person to have cancer, it really affected me and my siblings, you know, mm. because after she passed, we kind of basically went vegan. We oh. weren't eating nothing. We were just like, we're going to eat properly because, you know, it affected us mm. because we could not believe she passed within six months after she was diagnosed. Mm. So we basically were, you know, eating healthy for many years. And I stopped maybe after six years. My sister, my brother, they're still vegan. Mm. So it did affect me a lot. But, uh, you know, as time goes on, you know, I'm doing much better. And since I'm here working with patients, I know more, you know, I'm able to work with them more better because I have you know, someone in my family who, you know, who passed away from that. So what I'm hearing then is that you, you really feel like that. And I know that you're a woman of faith and we'll transition into, into that just a little bit here in a second that, um, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, that having the opportunity to work in a cancer environment as a result of, again, both your mom and dad, uh, having cancer, uh, you you actually count that a blessing. You feel like that that that's an opportunity to kind of minister or share your faith or help to encourage uh, individuals with cancer as a result of the re- of what you went through with your mom and dad. Yes, you know the Lord have a way to place us in places where He know He's going to use us. Mm-hmm. And I know when I came to work here, I was placed here by God because um, on my first day when I came to Cancer Treatment Center and I was delivering meal, the first lady said to me, can I pray with you? Mm. Can you pray with me? And I said, can I pray? She said, yes, you can pray here. I never know I can pray, mm-hmm. you know. And I pray and I was like, this is the place that I would like to work. Mm. So I pray with patient and I don't mind because I love praying. Mm. You know, I think the Lord has gave me that gift to pray with someone. I'm not scared to, you know, like praying and something happened. I'm going to pray with you. My husband always tell me, whatever, if someone said, pray for me, don't wait for them. Pray right now. Stop what you're doing and pray with them. So I don't mind praying with all patients. And on that note, how um, how important do you think it is 
uh, when appropriate, you know, if a patient should desire and ask, how, how important do you think it is to be able to pray with or for patients in a healthcare environment? And do you see patients who are very open uh, to that and, and responsive to being prayed for while being in a healthcare environment? I think it's very important. I'm a woman of faith, and I believe that prayer, you know, God answered prayer. Mm -hmm. And in a situation, in when a patient is going to this situation, they need that hope. And prayer is one thing that gives them that hope that, yes, there is something for them to connect with the Lord. And if I'm a praying woman or a man or a person praying, that give them, you know, it's like a belief. There's a chance that the Lord is going to hear my prayer from, you know, mm -hmm. his sister or my brother is praying for me. Mm -hmm. So I think patients really care. You know, there are times when I will say, can I pray with you? And they don't say anything, but I still pray with them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm mm -hmm. like, yes. I say, Lord, this is your son. This is your daughter. I'm lifting this person to you. So it's basically um, something that I think is very strong because when you're sick and there is nothing, you need that hope. And I know a lot of our patients, that's what they're looking for. Hmm. Well, and what's interesting to me about that, and of course, you know, I've been around uh, this community for a long, long time. Uh, I would imagine being a patient in a healthcare environment dealing with cancer and all of the emotional, uh, mental, and dare I say physical challenges that cancer uh, patients face from time to time. Be, and if, if you are a person of faith, having not just maybe your doctor or the chaplain, but, but the food service person to pray with you <laughs> if, if they want to, I would have to imagine is an amazing thing. So I, I want to thank God for uh, placing you in that place to be able to do that with your background and with your experience. And I find it interesting, uh, and I, I'm grateful, uh, that uh, I've never been to Jamaica. Uh, I, I've heard <laughs> tremendous things about people who have gone to, to Jamaica. But what I do know about the Caribbean in general, and certainly uh, uh, Jamaica, is that you can't talk about any of those environments and not talk about the importance that is placed on food and flavor and taste, that it's, it's such a cultural experience. And I bring that point up to simply say I have a theory that uh, I think that one of the reasons why asking people to adjust their diets uh, sometimes is difficult because uh, the way that we eat food and the way that we prepare food is so cultural, it's so emotional that when you ask someone to make those adjustments that's not part of their cultural or kind of emotional dynamic, it really is distressful for them. And so, again, mm -hmm. you get to actually be involved with patient care uh, from a perspective of serving food and then being able to support them spiritually if they would like to do so. Uh, I find that an amazing combination, and I really thank God for that. And so uh, in closing, my last question, and I ask everyone this question, is um, being a woman of faith, uh, you know, being a person from a very vibrant and rich cultural background, uh, you're working in a cancer environment, you lost both your mom and dad from cancer, 
ultimately, at the end of the day, Janet, what is it that keeps you hopeful? What is it that gives you hope? As a believer, hope is one of our main source of being a believer. Mm -hmm. Because being a believer, there is nothing. If you don't have hope, there is no other thing because you can't say you believe God and you don't have hope mm -hmm. because hope is part of being a believer. I can see myself in any other way than to believe and know that there is a God mm -hmm. and he cares. He loves us. Don't care what our situation is through sickness, to health. God is always there for us. So my hope is that every cancer patient can put their belief in God and knowing that he loves them and he cares for them, mm. even as they go into their treatment. Today, you have heard from, uh, I'm going to call her the Caribbean queen, uh, Janet Brown from uh, the wonderful island of Jamaica, who has worked at Cancer Treatment Centers of America now for eight years. Uh, she uh, works in the culinary department. Uh, she's part of the food service. Uh, that is an important component to who we are and what we are. But as equally important, she is a woman of faith who shares her faith and supports people in the faith and the hope of God. Today, we tip our cap to you and we salute you. We thank you and we appreciate the, and value who you are and what God has invested in you. Continue uh, to do the work that the Lord has set before you. And again, be blessed in all your ways. Today, you have heard from Janet Brown. Thank you, Janet. God bless. God bless you, my brother. Thank you, Percy and Janet, for your help here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We're going to continue with Percy in a moment, but if you're concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number, 866-712-HOPE. Remember, that is 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, we're out of the kitchen meeting Janet here today. We're back in the studio talking with Percy now. Again, Percy, thanks for bringing these people to us who teach us so much. They do. They, they give us great insight. And I loved, I loved talking to this woman. Again, uh, I called her the Caribbean queen there. You know, if anyone has ever traveled uh, in the Caribbean and to the, you know, the Virgin Islands or Jamaica, which is where she's from, you know, they're, they're spicy, man. They're full of energy and life and, and vibrance. And uh, you could just feel, again, the spirit of God permeate in her voice and in her tone yeah. as she talked about her work. Yeah, yeah. That work involves bringing food to patients. And it was fun for, to hear her talk about the smile that food brings to the patients. Well, yeah, she and, and it's interesting that she used the analogy, and I never really thought about it this way, that uh, typically, you know, when she's sh showing up to, to a patient's room, 
uh, they know that, sh- that she's not bringing a needle or medication. <laughs> she's bringing something that they actually want. And so uh, they're really happy to see her. And so she 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 owns the opportunity yeah. and that space that not only along with bringing them sustenance for their bodies, but she also takes on the challenge that if appropriate, and we need to be very clear about that, that she also will provide them with the spirit of the word of God mm. to fortify and feed off of, and that how patients have reacted and responded to uh, that type of uh, intentionality of ownership of when she's there to serve them some natural food, she can also serve them some angel food. Yeah. Well, there's something deeper going on here. I mean, here's a lady, both of her parents died of cancer. So you know that's going through her mind as she serves so willingly at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And and she talked about that. And she talked about the emotional impact that that had upon her and uh, I believe her siblings and her family that, you know, there was an element of kind of a, a depression and a negative sense of when that took place. But for her, to your point, you're exactly right. You know, as the scripture says, deep calleth unto deep, that there's something deeper within her that is reacting and responding to the fact that I have opportunity here uh, to serve this population of people uh, in a way that gives them life, the, the prospect of life and supporting the prospect of that. And she counts that as an honor. She counts it as a type of ministry and a privilege to be able to do so. So she, so she takes real ownership of the fact that I'm not just only serving food here. Yeah. You know, we often say that at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual support is provided as desired by the patient. But having said that, so many people do desire that. And so many of the staff are, are willing to help and pray. And here's a woman who prays with both with patients and for patients. Indeed. You know, it's interesting. She shared uh, her very first day at CTCA as she's, you know, doing her job as she should, that a patient, you know, somehow, and I believe just, I believe that people who are spiritually open and, 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 and desiring spiritual support, there's, there's just kind of a, uh, an alertness that allows them to kind of recognize others who are of that that school of thought that the patient reached out and asked her to pray for her. And she said that was her confirmation that she knew she was working where God wanted her to be because in her own words, she said, God has given her the gift of prayer. Mm -hmm. And that was an opportunity for her to exercise and utilize that gift again in a clinical environment and how that has now catapulted her sense of a purpose and design to do exactly what she does and to do it exactly in that environment and how she is blessed by that and how patients also are blessed by her doing that. Percy, your job is both professional and it's personal. And when you encounter someone like Janet that we met here today, what's going on in your spirit when you talk with them? Just I'm overjoyed. I I, I really am because I, I can recall very vividly uh, when I started you know, in this area of ministry that was not very popular and it wasn't part of the mainstream of what people considered a ministry to be, that it has it has now proven itself to be by far one of the greatest things that I've ever done. And it re-imagined uh, even in my own thinking mm. where God can do great and mighty things. And I'll give you a great example. I just received a phone call just the other day from uh, the daughter of a patient that I supported 20 years ago. Is that right? And somehow this person remembered me and tracked yeah. me down 
uh, that uh, I, I eulogized her father. Uh, I flew, they flew me to their hometown. Uh, I had supported him and he passed away. And, uh, and then her mom just recently passed away 20 years later. And she said, Reverend McCray, I had to call you just to let you know that even up until the moment that my mom passed away, she still talks about the impact of you being there with her and my dad mm. and supporting uh, our family. I just wanted to let you know uh, that she's gone home to be with Glory, but I wanted you to know the impact that that you left on our family. And that was 20 years ago. Yeah. And the point that I make by sharing that is it's been the greatest joy of my life. And so when I meet the Janet Browns, others like me, that God has plucked out and called out for this unique type of uh, expression of faith in this environment, what a privilege it is to be used and called by God and to meet other comrades in the faith uh, and fellow co-laborers that also are receiving that same sense of gratitude and satisfaction of being in the center of the will of God. It's an awesome thing to experience. Well, Janet in Phoenix, thank you. God bless you for your ministry yes. and for your testimony to us love you. Love here you, today. <laughs> Our question, how has feeding on the Word of God ever helped you get through a challenge? Don't forget, we're looking for your response. Actually, here's the secret. When you go to the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on Connect and answer a question, you can say anything you want. You know, you can answer the question, but we'd love to hear uh, what else is on your mind as well. So you can yes. always contact us there through the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. And when you go there, don't forget to download Foods of the Bible, our free resource to you this week. It's a fun resource, something I'd never thought of before, frankly, that uh, <laughs> what, what foods are mentioned in the Bible and what health benefit might there be to consuming the foods of the Bible. You can read about this with the resource, Foods of the Bible at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Our inspiration came from Matthew chapter 4 today. Do you want to circle back on that, Percy? Yes, sir. Spiritual nugget found in verses 1 and 4 of that chapter reads as follows as we close. Then was Jesus led up uh, of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterwards hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But he being Jesus answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread or food alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And today we are reminded and encouraged as much as a a steak is delicious and juicy and fortified (laughs) and a good stew and a good gumbo, uh, we still must have the word of God to feed upon. And thank goodness uh, for a Janet Brown who does both. She serves good meals uh, for the body and then she serves great spiritual meals for the spirit and the soul that God's people can be fortified around today. Remember to feed on the word of God. You are what you eat physically and spiritually today. We love you. We thank you. God bless. Be encouraged. Thanks for subscribing to this podcast at healthhopeandinspiration.com and other podcast platforms and for reviewing our program, Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd, Our host, Reverend Percy McCray, Pastor P. Thank you. See you next time. Blessings, peace, and salutations. Until then, remember, we've got work to do. Let's keep chopping the wood. Join us for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, 
Hope and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.